Paul. And I'm Jerry. And today we got some more great whiskey to talk about, another cigar to smoke, and some more fantastic beard products to talk about as well. We've actually had this beard product, or at least some of these beard products, on uh, on the show before, but we have their creator with us today. We have great guests, Matt from Bay Area Beard Co. How are you doing today, sir? Uh, I'm doing awesome. I'm uh, excited to be here and hang out with you guys. <clears throat> Thank you very much for having me. We're excited to have you. Um, and you can you can probably bet that this won't be the last time. Um, <laughs> you know, we're 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 big fans of these products. Uh, but uh, we'll we'll get to all that down the road. Um, like always, we're gonna start with our uh, palate warmer. We're gonna hear a little bit about you. Um, so you being the guest, uh, let, let's let's hear what you've got in your glass to start. Uh. <laughs> Well, I didn't. I didn't come ready for that. I can grab. I know I'm a little bit behind. I was just. I was ready for the the two that you had. Um, no problem. <laughs> but I don't have anything in the in the glass now. Okay. Um, um I was kind of waiting for the the, the big two. Um, okay. No problem. We can we can uh, we can zoom through this and talk to you, or you want to go grab something? That's up to you. Yeah, I'll go grab something. Okay. I want to be uh, that guy. <laughs> I'm trying to. Trying to read what that is. The the modem? M-O-E-D-I-M? I think that's what that says. Is that one of... I think that's, one of, that's one of its sense. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. If, if you want to do another order with this guy, the two-step. Yeah. Bourbon, to, bourbon tobacco, leather, bay, bay leaf, and vanilla. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah, if you like tobacco and vanilla, uh, that one will surprise you. I think it's uh, it starts off really caramel, bourbon, sweet, and then all of a sudden, as soon as you put it in beard, I mean, even actually, you probably it dissipates. Your, it dissipates and becomes an like a dirty, dusty tobacco honky tonk wood leather. Bay, it's 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 that, really wild. That bay leaf, that bay leaf comes out real strong, a lot stronger than I thought it would, and I love it. I can dig that for sure. So, um, what did you what did you grab for your palate warmer, sir? Well, um, if I'm going to be a little cliche tonight, I do have a brand new bottle of Woodford Reserve. Um, I was actually got into this from another whiskey drinker, and when I didn't really try or have whiskey, you know, um, and it became a instant favorite. Mm -hmm. Smooth, sweet, clean, easy drinking. Um, Really good for old fashions, you know, uh, light pour, heavy pour. Uh, it's a great beginner's whiskey, as you guys would probably call it, but um, been probably my go-to. So, um, yeah, brand new bottle. Awesome. Do it to it. Jerry, what do you got? I got the uh, Brothers Bond American Blended Rye Whiskey. Uh, it's a four-grain rye whiskey. From MGP, I'm pretty sure coming at 95 proof. And Paul, starting off with the Rebel 100 Straight Rye Whiskey, coming in at 100 proof. Um, I like this one a lot. Um, under 20 bucks around me, and uh, real got a lot of like fruit, citrus notes on it, which I like to find in a rye. So that's a good bottle. I'm starting with the Old Overholt 114. Age four years, um, non-chill filtered. Um, you know, this isn't the uh, the barrel-proof version of this. It was cut to 114, clearly outlined there on the bottle, if that's the case. Um, I wish that I could get my hands on some of this at barrel strength. But uh, $35 had, uh, what, $5 off? At total wine um worth it i got another bottle coming up from our friend christy uh she's she's got she got me one um at ten dollars she got she got a bottle for me at ten dollars gonna ship it so after shipping it'll still be cheaper than uh than this bottle was so pretty excited about that so so matt um 
tell us about yourself. Uh, you know, where you're from, um, you know, uh, just, just some background, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> born in San Diego, uh, raised in Columbus, Ohio for, um, good portion of my life. And then uh, I've actually been in and around Tampa, Florida for the, um, past gosh, 25 years. So I can't even say I'm from Ohio anymore. And I'm, I'm officially a Floridian. <laughs> so that's, that's, <laughs> that's fun. Um, and started the beer care business probably uh 2019 uh but i have been a united states postal service mail carrier for the better part of 15 years very cool <clears throat> very cool um, but, you're in the right climate for that right yeah it's it's but. i think it's where everyone eventually wants to be um as far as cost of living uh goes uh, it's a little wild uh and and i mean we sweat 11 months out of the year, but I, you know, I would take that over the, the snow because uh, I don't know how, how they do it, um, up North. So I'll, I'll take that over everything else, but it's, it's, it's a fun state to be in for sure. I'm not a snow guy. Uh, you know, we don't have a whole lot of different climate in Kentucky than what they have in Ohio. Um, but I do not like snow. Paul, Paul probably gets it worse than, than any of us being in Maryland. Yeah, they're expecting a bunch this year. That's what they're saying. So we'll see. It's been a light last couple of years. So knock on wood, it stays that way. But gross. Jerry's also in Florida, but he uh I don't I don't think he gets a whole lot of snow down there in Jacksonville, do you? No. Twice in a lot if you even want to call it snow, but twice in the last like 30 years. So, uh, Matt, um, how, t tell us how you came up with the name, um, for the, I mean, that, I think that's, that's pretty self-explanatory Bay area, but, uh, just, just tell us about the, about the company itself, if you would. <clears throat> I seem to be having some, uh, video issues. I apologize. I need to get out, get back in here. There we are. Um, well, <clears throat> this is, it sounds kind of. You know, I may start off a little heavy handed, but uh, my father passed away in uh, early of 2019 and I uh, was kind of looking for purpose and that purpose kind of led me to to the beard care industry. Um, I had grown a beard in 2016 and it legitimately changed my life. This is I mean, everybody has a story their their beard story, right where they they become who they are because of their beard. I, and and that happened for me. Um, I was, I mean, the, the baby face kid up until I was in my mid 30s, you know, I got made fun of I was, you know, olive oil skinny, I was olive oil son, I was <laughs> like, like Ross from friends, there was a lot of jokes. And, um, you know, then I was a somehow the genetics kicked in around mid thirties and, um, you know, I was able to, it was so, so wild ride that I was scouted to model for Harley Davidson, like, right. As soon as the beard comes in, it's really awesome. wild. Um, and that, that ultimately becomes the persona you, you, and you know, uh, it strikes conversation and, and, you know, men who don't have beards or probably didn't even want one would, would, you know, want to have a conversation and, and, and give you compliments. And it's, it's really confident building and, um, you know, it's a great talking position. Um, so, you know, after my father passed, I did want to, uh, discover my own purpose and this has kind of led me here. So I was raised evangelical, um, not that anymore, but I just kind of rediscovered God from a, uh, Hebrew and old Testament perspective, which really kind of opened up the entire Bible itself um from a whole new light and i kind of wanted to share that story with with the, the products because i i noticed i hadn't seen that in the community uh so it's bay area beard co is tampa but then you know i do i do call it biblical beard care and there are some um biblical names and and stories within that brand um that kind of explains my my walk with god and who i am as a person so okay okay <laughs> I, I was I was also raised evangelical. I was Southern Baptist, um, 
and uh you know that's a story that's a conversation for another time as far as my personal beliefs on that on 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 the event evangelical side of it at least i do find uh the religious aspect of it refreshing because i'm a very conservative person i do find that most um most conservatives um are are fairly religious um in some way or another and i think that that's something that's uh probably lacking in our society to be honest with you uh, a, a belief structure a, a, a system something to believe in something to uh hold you accountable when your parents aren't around that kind of thing and and parents don't seem to be doing that anymore either so um that's a that's a that's a political conversation talking about the parents um <laughs> so uh i'll i'll refrain um because we'll be here for hours um <laughs> so uh yeah um you know, I I I dig the uh, that was something that that I did pick up on and kind of drew me to some of those products. I did grab the Exodus like we were talking about earlier. Um, so that's that's cool to see, um, for sure. So, and you know, I, it's it's not an easy topic, right? Like you go politics, religion. That's uh very polarizing topics for sure you get a, you and you can get into that all you want and i tried not to really be uh either preachy or again be the scripture quoter again because of what i have learned and with my walk it's it it all requires context a lot of it um in order to even remotely understand it just because um you know you're looking from a different perspective sure uh and you know each of these biblical books that these men wrote 2,500 years ago, they were written within a culture that's entirely different from ours in a language that does not have any word for word exact translation. So there's, and there's mistakes, there's um, copy errors, there's possible actual malicious intent to change words to mean more different theological uh, doctrine. There's a lot of things that needs to be deconstructed, dissected, and, uh, you know, kind of work through in order to get the actual meaning that's that's there uh and that's what i've done over the past 12 years and that, that with this kind of you know the beard products to tell at least a little bit more of the story that you may not have heard um there's been really fascinating and again it doesn't come from either of the, the sides you know that you would agree or not agree or believe or not believe but just something that, that was really really cool to find out uh, and that's what I do with some of the biblical sense that I have. And but so not all you, of them. are any of your um, sense, any of your products uh, kosher? Is that, is that something that you've approached or thought about? So I, I don't have to think of any of these. All of the oils are cold pressed. Uh, they're all chemical. So chemical extraction free, uh, that even includes the Jamaican black castor oil. So I do use that. And I think that's better for everyone in the community. I know that grapeseed oil is probably not the most popular because some of the grapeseed oil is, you know, use chemical extraction, stay away from that. The shelf life isn't as good. Um, I didn't go, I, and I do actually eat uh, cash root, which is essentially following Levitical food laws. I mean, to bore everybody, <laughs> but not boring at all. <laughs> Paul and Jerry are like, I, man, what are we doing? Um, so I don't, I do eat, it's called cash root, which is kosher is essentially like it's, it's Judaism's extra rules and things that they have when Levitical food laws are there's just a couple. It's, it's here's the animals you can eat. Uh, they just have to be, properly taken care of there's no like extra rules but um i mean i could probably call it kosher but no i mean that's not something that i wanted to really get into um i, I mean i believe it i might be wrong and jerry could uh probably tell me if i am um but i believe the extra step to be called kosher is it has to be blessed by a rabbi isn't that correct 
I believe it is. I mean, it's, there's a blessing, there's a specific handling. I know that, uh, you know, even in the Bible, they were upset about, you know, not washing your hands before handling there's, there's a certain thing. And I think that the person who handles it has to be a certain of purity. So there, yeah, there's a whole lot of extra rules when I think that, um, but yeah, basically my thing is, yeah, I don't eat pork or shellfish, um, okay. but <clears throat> so that's, um, you know, if you ask me anything else, that's probably about it. I try not to go too far um, into that, but it'd be nice to probably add that to the label. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, I'm ready to move on to the whiskey of the week. Who else is ready? Let's do it. All right. Woo. So this week, we've got some... James Pepper Rye Barrel Strength. Now, Matt, you said that you're uh, you're kind of a, a newbie to whiskey, and and that's that's awesome. Um, congratulations! You got a you got a a fun little uh, little journey ahead of you there, um, <laughs> going down that rabbit hole. If that's a leap you decide to take, I will warn you: uh, this whiskey and the uh this pours on me both of those are coming in 114 and 113 respectively so oh no 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 the the pepper that i sent them is 118 oh well okay so is that the uh is your yours did you send him the one that's made by pepper or the one that was produced no, there's mgp okay there's mgp so my bottle which I think is the one that Paul has is 114.2. Jerry and Matt yeah. drinking 118, and I'm jealous. 118.2. Um, so me and Matt are gonna have a slightly different pour. It's just batched differently, but there's really not that big of a taste profile batch to batch that I've noticed between yeah. these. Now, right off the bat. I'm getting that uh I'm getting a little bit of dill on the nose and that um that meaty quality that I get with with like Italian meat sauce. I know that sounds weird, but I'm getting it. Yeah, um it's savory. It's definitely yeah. got a savory nose. Um, it is. But the dill is what hits you right away. Uh-huh. Forward. Now this is a 955 from MGP. Um so Matt, that means that this is ninety-five percent rye and five percent malted barley. Um, malted barley is in most things um, because of the amylase that helps to break down the long-chain polysaccharides in the grains into short-chain monosaccharides that can then be converted into alcohol by the yeast. The yeast can't digest the the long-chain sugars; they have to be broken down. So. Um, you can actually do this same process by malting the grain. Uh, you can do that with corn, you can do it with barley, you can do it with rye and just have a hundred percent of one grain, um, by malting it first. Um, but this is a 95% rye, 5% malted barley from a distillery in Indiana called MGP. Uh, it's now called Ross and Squibb actually after a, uh, a merger with a, a, a distillery here in Kentucky. Um, but this was probably the fourth or fifth rod that I ever bought in my life. I've had this bottle and the other bottle that I have upstairs for years because they stopped producing it, uh, with it being distilled by MGP. They now make it themselves here in Lexington. Um, Jerry has a bottle, so he can do a side by side and tell us how they compare but yeah. this I can't get anymore, so I have nursed the shit out of these bottles. And this is a fantastic rye whiskey. Yeah, with this, that dill is there, uh, some honey, and honey, yeah, some, uh, getting some of that like candied lemon, like a like a not that sour type lemon, but more of like that sweet candy lemon. I get a little tea, but yeah. Little black tea. Yeah. I don't know if it'll come through in the video, but 
Is the price tag going to come up? No. I've had it for so long, it was thirty four ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, I took the sticker off of this one, but it was 40 bucks when I bought it. Uh, yeah, it's now seventy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and that that was uh, you can't even really count on inflation being the, the reason for that, because I've seen it go for about that yeah. before uh, before Joe Biden ever walked into office. So, um, this is uh this has got a great nose. Let's let's dive in, guys. Let's have some of it. Bottoms up. Hmm. Tea, dill, mint, pepper. Yeah. <clears throat> that get you pretty hard there, Matt? Um, yeah, I'm gonna need a minute. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, that's that's got a great mouthfeel. It's real oily. It's <clears throat> very complex. Yeah. It's yeah, it's definitely that dill still right up in the front. Mm-hmm. But then there's yeah, like there's like a like on the nose, like there's a lemon sweetness, there's an herbal like um peppery like herbal um finish it's a little bit oaky on the finish a little bit spicy on the i mean it's it's very complex i really like this yes it um, is very complex and now you can see why i have nursed the hell out of those two bottles that I, got up there. I managed to get three before they disappeared and i drank the shit out of one of them and then i have nursed the hell out of the other two it's it's fascinating because when i first took a i took a little sip last night and I immediately went pepper, uh-huh. you know, the strength sure. of it, it, it hits you hard, especially for a guy who typically goes with 90 proof whiskeys and that, that hit, that hit me pretty hard. Just even just to, to see what I could pull out. And I was like, I, this is it's very peppery, but yeah. now also, you know, you mentioning even in the remnant of the glass, very dill a lot. Like yeah. I'm getting dill. Um, I can't pull out the other notes, but it, it is how you mentioned that of my brains going there, but that is. So that's, that's one thing that, that hopefully you'll, you know, going forward, uh, check out some other rye whiskeys because rye is actually, at least to me, more complex than bourbon. Um, there's a lot of floral notes, a lot of sweet. The pepper actually comes from the rye. That's, um, you know, if you eat rye bread, you're going to get some of that, that peppery flavor as well. Um, so that's, that's where you're going to get all that pepper from in this, in this drink. Um, it's, but all those other things, the tea and the, the, the lemon, and I mean, those savory notes on the nose, it's just, it's a fantastic rye whiskey. It's really, really good. And I know we're not there yet, but I, after taking, you know, a, a short sip of that, I did go out and smoke the cigar and came back to the whiskey and mm-hmm. it smoothed it. This is not the direct terminology, but it did smoothen up a little bit for me, uh, which I, I thoroughly, I enjoyed that, that, uh, that they, they did pair well that I noticed after the fact. So that was something that, uh, it's like, I probably should have thought of before I started, I should have talk to you guys first, but, um, something I discovered on my own was really nice. Well, let me, uh, let me take a step back there and add a little correction to what you said, because to say that something is smooth is not the correct way to say it. I know, I know there's a lot of folks in the whiskey community that really, you know, uh, give shit to people whenever they say that something is smooth. We're not those three guys. Uh, <laughs> that's a term that we actually use ourselves. Um, and we, I've got four, uh, uh, not 400. I got about, uh, over 300 bottles in this house. Um, Jerry's got a ton. Paul's got a ton. Um, this is something we've given a lot of our life to, especially over the, since I think during COVID is when we all really, you know, nailed it down to be our, our biggest hobby because it was something we could do together through zoom or, or whatever, but also, you know, be locked down at home like everybody else. Um, and anybody that that can hear my voice right now that would, you know, talk shit to somebody for saying that something is smooth, um, you're a bully and you need to shut up because people describe it how they describe it. 
there's there's whiskeys that really hit people really hard and they're like oh shit that was rough and then there's some that don't hit them as hard and they're like oh wow that was smooth there's the dichotomy there's the the reason that they're using that term and if you don't like it go away uh you know um whiskey's inclusive to everybody um we're definitely not a woke group sitting here right now um but there's no reason to exclude anybody and say well you don't you know you don't use the right terminology so you don't really like whiskey well that's not the case so um and the fact that 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 cigar actually helped iron that out for you a little bit there that's that's awesome um i'll have to make sure that you get a little bit of this that i've got i'll send you some down so that you can try it again um what i'd like for you to do is to instead of shooting it um to to take a little sip and sit with it for a minute and let your mouth get used to how hot it is how hot because of the proof and the, and the spice from the rye and then take another sip because then your mouth is used to it and you're going to get the flavors you're going to actually be able to pick some of those out i actually do still have some left i didn't hmm. okay. <laughs> I man enough to do the whole sample at once but okay um, so take a little sip a little sip let your mouth get used to it and then take another sip after and you're gonna it's gonna open up you're gonna have some other things go on in there that you didn't get by just slugging it back and that's that's why it's called sipping whiskey because it's not meant to be thrown back because it's it's way too damn hot if you try to drink a whole glass of that at 114 proof you're probably gonna vomit <laughs> <laughs> Definitely getting more the oak too after the, mm -hmm. the second go around. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so, and then another way to the, I don't, have you ever been on a distillery tour? No. And that's something I was going to bring up. I, in my trips to Columbus, Ohio, we typically cheaper trip goes into Cincinnati okay. uh, and Cincinnati might as well be part of Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, and then the airport is in Kentucky. Airport so is in call Kentucky. it, but CVG is technically yeah. it's Cincinnati International Airport, but it's I in, don't know why. I have so, no yeah, idea. Uh, it's a weird thing. Uh, it's in Kentucky. Beautiful, by the way. Uh, it's where my parents took their honeymoon in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Um, we would always vacation in Cincinnati, Kings Island. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, growing up, uh, 12, 13, I was big destination for me. Kings Island was fun. It is fun. Uh, I haven't been there in a long time, but it is fun. Yeah people forget ohio has some really good roller coasters uh cedar point king's island you know um the quality of the actual theme park itself not great but no uh, but the beast was always a fun ride for me it's it's a it's a totally wooden roller coaster it's one of the few wooden roller coasters left in the world and it's um that son of a bitch will beat you to death but it is fun you'd be sore afterwards oh yeah sure. the <laughs> But and, and I did take a look at the distillery tour that's, mm -hmm. you know, all over uh, the Cincinnati International Airport. Um, and it's something I would want to do. I have not. And, you know, so I will be hitting you up uh, yeah. for the recommendations uh, the next time that I probably go watch an Ohio State game because we'll, I'll, I'll do the, the distillery tour. Okay. Well, um, yeah, do that for sure. We'd be glad to give you some recommendations. Um, one thing that they will tell you on every distillery tour, when you nose a whiskey, leave your mouth open and breathe in through your nose. Um, that helps to prevent you from pulling in too many of the alcohol vapors and actually getting the aromas. Okay. Um, so that if you do that and then you take a little sip of that whiskey, um, you know, it's going to, it's, it's going to stand out a little different for you. It's going to, you're going to be able to pull out some of those flavors that we're talking about, but it's, man, that's a good whiskey. I will not lie. Yeah. I started getting like a, like an orange bitter, like the bitters you put into uh like old fashions yeah. towards like I, on the finish. So that was like a, a bottle. Uh, that was like another thing. Old fashioned. Oh, a bottle. Oh, I'm, I've not had a bottle old fashioned, but I've been meaning to try one. No, Paul, you had one, didn't you? That was really good. You said, 
Yeah, I I try them all. I, whenever I see them, I actually picked up one today that I haven't had before. I like to try the different bottled old fashions. Most of them aren't great, but there are a few out there that are really good. I'm sorry, Jerry, I cut you yeah. off. I, I'm, I apologize. What I were you that, that orange at the end. It's like that bitter. It's coming out a lot lately. I don't know if it's the cigar or what, but that bitter, like the bitters orange that you use in the old-fashioned cocktails coming towards the end. Nice little finish. Nice peppery finish. Mm -hmm. Great mouthfeel. Sits in the... You got the mouthfeel six around for a while. Yeah, good pour. Yeah, for such a time... I wish they were still... I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say, I wish they were still 30, 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> 60, 70. I'm, I'm still... Still happy about it. Yeah, I'm still in. Um, you know, I I, I got the uh, the barrel proof bourbon decanter that uh, Fred Minnick named one of the top thirty whiskeys of 2023. Um, so I'm gonna have to run out and buy a few more of those before they fucking disappear. I'll make sure you guys <laughs> get get one too. Um, but um, that's another thing I was gonna mention. To Matt, uh, you you mentioned that you like old fashions. Um, old fashions are a lot, you know, more popularly now made with bourbon, but they're supposed to be made with rye whiskey. Um, and if you've never had a rye old fashioned, I suggest you uh, you request one the next time that you go because they are incredible. Especially if you can, especially if the, the where you're at the bar or restaurant, they have a high proof rye. They probably won't, but if they do, <laughs> I believe I've I've had a like a a bullet, old fashioned. I know that's a rye whiskey. I, if I'm not mistaken, I might know. So I've had that, which is those are good. Um, it might be the <laughs> replacement for Woodford Reserve if they don't have any there or they happen to be out. But you know. Uh, you go to bars and nightclubs, they don't have a, a great selection, you know, but again, I'm always open, um, and trying to expand my horizons and knowledge on these things. And, um, I mean, cause it will help possibly learning more for, um, you know, creating fragrances as well. So mm -hmm. what I would know would be a more authentic whiskey or a bourbon because those fragrances aren't real. I mean, they're synthetic. So again, but they don't even really match up to what a real whiskey would smell like. Uh, so I, it's always a learning experience, which I enjoy. Sure. And then, uh, you know, moving on to the cigar, um, like Matt said, um, now I don't know who made this cigar. I know who sent it. Um, Paul sent it and we'll, we'll let him, talk about that here in a second but I, I can say that uh that this cigar did help bring out some extra flavors in that whiskey which i really appreciated um paul do you want to tell us what you sent us yeah so um this is the maker's mark cigar it's the tubed 650 um it's from dominican republic it's a toro it's got a sumatra wrapper um it's got Dominican Republic binder and filler. Um, the gimmick, I guess, for this cigar is that uh, the wrapper has been infused with Maker's Mark whiskey. Um, it's supposed to lock in some of the aroma and bring forth some of the whiskey notes into the smoke. Um, I don't know that it has done that. <laughs> um, I think it's a uh, fine cigar by itself but sure. I don't really pick up if, if you would have blinded me and took the red wax off the tube I wouldn't have known that this had anything to do with <laughs> Maker's Mark or any kind of whiskey for that matter um, it's a I mean it's got a nice draw great burn lines well constructed cigar um, but, but it's I think it was like nine dollars so it's it's a good nine dollar cigar nothing really stands out too crazy for me but there's no negatives to it either so I'm enjoying it um it's, uh, I'd say, mild to medium smoke. Um, definitely helps with a little bit of the high proof to kind of kind of mellow out things, and um, it pairs well. I mean, I've had now 
to rise and it's faring well with the rise. So um, I like it. Like I said, it's just, um, I, I think they missed the mark with the, uh, the infusing of maker's mark. I think that's a little gimmicky, but overall, like I said, hasn't gone out, burns well, it's a good draw. I like it. I agree. Um, the only issue that I've had with it was a little bit of the wrapper started to flake off. Um, but I pulled it and it didn't, it didn't make a big mess. It didn't really mess with the burn line or, or mess up the cigar itself. Um, but it is burning evenly. It is, um, not hard to draw on. I do not get any whiskey from this. Um, the glass tube is a nice touch with the red wax. Uh, especially if it only costs nine dollars, because you would expect this to uh, be a whole lot more expensive, considering. Um, but I'm I'm very much enjoying it. Yeah, and it and it's going really well with this with this whiskey. It did help uh, mellow it out, um, smooth it out, like Matt said, and <clears throat> help some of those notes come through. So nice little cigar, absolutely. Yeah, nothing uh nothing too crazy with this one. Nice light cigar. Um burn line's been good. Mine's been out gone out once. Um might have been just me just leaving it by itself. Um pairs well with whiskey. Um ten bucks. Can't complain. Matt, how'd you feel about uh, the cigar itself? Uh I really enjoyed it. Um definitely you know unlit <laughs> smells nice um i feel like it was a very easy smoking cigar too um probably only other few times i had smoked cigars you know it leaves you with a kind of like a pretty dry mouth um and i never paired it with a whiskey so the combination was nice um and kind of like the aftertaste after smell the remnant of the room itself is cre <laughs> silly to say but like created a really nice atmosphere like uh my beard smelled like it really nice afterwards it didn't uh wasn't you know kind of like have that disgusting smell surrounding you it was really really nice it was really uh aromatic i didn't i, I also didn't get any of the, the whiskey from the maker's mark um so i agree with paul kind of kind of like a, more of a gimmick uh in that sense which would draw some of the uh whiskey drinkers in and for an, for an amateur like myself, I, I, this is something I would continue to go back to. Um, just it was a very easy smoking cigar and, and it was something I definitely enjoyed. Um, and knowing that I would make a whiskey drinking experience better. Um, that something that, uh, kind of expanded my horizons to do more. Sure. Sure. All right, well, let's move on to the star of the show. Um, again, we're talking about Bay Area beard products. Um, I personally have, I have, I have the bottle of the Smashed still that I split between the three of us. And then I have the two other bottles of Smashed that I ordered before it went out of quote unquote season. I also have the, um, the beard balm. Um, and I, I do often use oils and balms in concert. I will put the, the oils on my skin and then use the uh, balms for control. Um, today, actually, what I did is I used the oil and the butter that uh, Matt was kind enough to include in my last order. Um, all three of those smell exactly the same. Um, and I do often find that there is a difference between the way an oil smells and then a balm or a butter smell because of the other products that are included in making those, you know, those products themselves. Um, there is no difference whatsoever. And these containers are amazing. This wooden container with the, uh, I'm, I'm guessing this is aluminum inside here. Um, maybe it's tin. Matt can tell us when I stop talking because 
I'm a little long-winded in case you hadn't noticed. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, these products are amazing. Um, and, and I've got the Exodus as well. I, I really liked it. I'm looking forward to trying some of these other products. This was the, these products were so good. We felt they needed to be on the show twice. And we haven't made it clear yet that this episode is our Christmas special. Um, folks will know, um, because of the, uh, the, uh, sound effects that I insert during editing, but smashed clearly by the label is meant to be a Halloween scent. And, uh, I gotta say that this this doubles for Halloween and and Christmas, um, easily in my top three. Does exactly what I want it to do. It makes my beard soft. It doesn't clog my pores. It doesn't make my face hurt. Um, my follicles don't get full and start being you know the uh, uh, being painful. Um, um, great scent. Like I said earlier, I put it in yesterday um, after my shower, and then this morning when I took a shower. It reactivated, um, and I could smell it like I had just put it into my beard. I did put some more in after because, you know, uh, dries out from the heat and the shower and all that stuff. But great products. This is um, this is something that definitely deserves to be featured twice um, and more than twice, and definitely something we'll have you back for, and, um, you know, definitely something that, that our listeners should look into. Uh, Paul, Jerry, what'd you guys think about yours? Yeah, I went, I got the sample that you sent me and I agree. It's got nice seasonal sense to it. Um, the oil itself, I mean, it's, it's great. I've been using it for a week now on and off. And I had one from before that I really liked also that I've used in the past. Um, yeah, keeps my face moisturized. Um, beard is nice and soft, not greasy, not oily. Um, the other one I had, was the um, from the Lunchbox collection, the Monster, um, which was a cookie, chocolate chip cookie scent, which is kind of not something I would normally get, but I've, it intrigued me. So I bought this one a while back and uh, I really like the scent of this. It's like, I mean, it's like when you walk into a house and somebody's making cookies and you just get home, you're like, ooh, cookies. That's exactly what this scent is in a bottle. It's really cool. Um, it's not too sweet, not too overpowering on the nose. So it doesn't, I thought maybe I'd get like kind of sick of it, you know, smelling it after I put it in my beard after a couple hours, but you don't, it's like almost like you want to smell it more. It's like just fresh baked chocolate chip cookies. I really like this one and I'm still using it. I uh, originally went with the, I believe it was the Endor and lightning in a bottle. Um, like those so much. I ended up going actually was talking with Matt after the show um, because I mentioned something about the two-step and how you could only have so many bourbon, tobacco, vanilla scented beard oils that smell the same in your, in your collection. And he said it, it, it's completely different. So the next order, I ordered the two-step, the oil and the butter. And I also grabbed the, uh, I can't remember what the other one is. Um, It's the one with the whales. Matt could probably uh, he was like a barbershop scent that had like a whale on the label. Uh, I probably should have brought it out so I'd remember. But anyways, um, love the scents. Love how the the uh, uh butter is a whipped butter. It melts in your hand basically without even rubbing it in. Uh, goes through the beard, amazing. Um, the scents are amazing. This two step is. Nothing like I've ever had before in the the tin or the wooden circular box and the the vial that the oil comes in. It smells like a basically like a vanilla birthday cake icing. Um and then you rub it into your beard and that sweet vanilla bourbon scent kind of dissipates for the most part. And that earthy leather bay leaf tobacco comes out full force and it just smells fantastic um like adam said definitely top uh top three of what we've tried on the show uh big fan um if you haven't checked them out gotta do it now because this shit's amazing 
I mean, you guys are allowed to cuss more if you want. I mean, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> you don't, you don't have to say all the nice things, but no, it's, uh, you know, I, I appreciate that. Uh, I think Jerry, the one you were thinking of is Metzola. Again, I apologize yes. with this, you know, Exodus and Genesis are easy, but some of the other ones are Hebrew, uh, which allows me to try to sound smart, but also probably mispronounce them as well. Uh, like Metzola is another one. It just means the deep in Hebrew. Uh, it's, it's my Jonah and the whale scent. So that's why you get like the whale on the front. Uh, but it was just intended to be like a deep sea bay rum, uh, kind of a combination of mikvah and Florida Blanca, kind of like a, because those being the two popular scents at the time would kind of combine and I get like a the best of both worlds, if you will. Um, so, no, I, you know, I appreciate those words. It's, you know, Paul, the, the chocolate chip cookie dough one was one I could not make as overly... It's like the it's like a ten gallon hat for a beard oil. It's just like this is so ridiculous. Chocolate chip cookies. Why would I ever want that in my face? Whether you like cookies or not, you're like I don't. What am I doing? But when when I created it, when I got the scent, when I was trying them, um, I made a balm out of it uh, and I wore it and I wore it to bed and it woke me up in the middle of the night because I thought that someone was making cookies in the house. I literally <laughs> I got up out of bed and went and and assumed that the oven was on it, it it's not a synthetic or fake scent to me it really really smells like freshly baking chocolate chip cookies and i was like i i told myself i can't not share this and so um i did have it as an initial scent in the lineup and i got rid of it um and then i brought it back for the lunchbox scent i mean i, I had to i wanted to give it more of a its own thing, you know, a label kind of cookie monster. And the lunchbox is kind of like an ode to the childhood, like a, your own packed lunch type of thing. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm honored that you guys enjoy that too. It is the, the food sense were so fun in the beginning that you're like, I just, I'm, I can't stop. I can't stop making them. Uh, I'm attempting to go more of the two-step route. Uh, more colognes, uh, more tobaccos, more leathers, um, more boozy scent, something that's more masculine, more well-rounded, because um, those are those are the best sellers. So I'm trying to do more of those, but you know there are the there's that fan base that they love the drip or the flats or the cookie dough. Um, I think one of them, the lunchbox has had bubble gum in it, so it was those those are tough to get away from because they're so fun to make. Uh, and when you make them, they really do smell like the item. They're not fake or off or it's just, um, they make you feel good. They're not often something that, that a man would want to have so close to their face or that's, uh, um, you know, wearable, but they're fun to have. Yeah, <clears throat> definitely is a scent that, yeah, a, a whole big old box of oils from every different company and everything. And that's the scent that you don't. I don't think I've seen before. Um, yeah, and I think that's the last one in the lunchbox collection that was not sold out because I would have got the other two just to try. I want to say it was like, yeah, like a bubblegum blow pop. And didn't you have like a something that was like a peanut butter and jelly style scent? I peanut butter and jelly. That one too, but that was yeah. sold out by the time I got to it. So, uh, th Those are really fun. I've had people ask me, you need to do these in butters. And it just seemed to be like, those were such a novelty. I was like, I don't think I could really invest in pushing, you know, these in all forms. Uh, but it's just something fun that you could have. Again, it was a box set. You get a magnet, the, the colorful paper with the box. And it was, um, you know, kind of my nostalgic take on some stuff. Um, not necessarily Bible based, but just, you know, a, a fun thing. So, um, and those are, those are easy to make because those top notes are, are, are fruity, floral, foodie, uh, you know, sweet, you know, um, even like, uh, you know, Jerry mentioned that, that top note and two-step is like a butterscotch almost like a care, like a really sweet butterscotch yeah. vanilla. Um, it is a bourbon fragrance, uh, which is, you know, I said, you know, this is not boozy it's not a bourbon uh it does have a very very strong butterscotch scent but then 
in beard, it almost immediately fades and becomes this very rough, um, kind of spicy tobacco bay leaf. Uh, and the intent was for the leather to be more prominent and it just kind of takes the back seat to everything else, which I did not intend or expect. Uh, but it was one of those beautiful mistakes uh, that has done very well. So, you know, I'm honored that you guys yeah. really, really enjoyed that. And, and that leather isn't like a new leather smell. It's more of like that rustic old school. You're walking into like a leather repair shop where they're, just leather that's been sitting around for years you got the the conditioner on it and whatnot like being cleaned up again it's not that new leather smell it's it's definitely off the beaten path of the leather sense that i've had from other companies not saying that theirs are bad but like i said you can only have so many fresh leather smells before it's like well i i'm not gonna buy that one because i got four other ones that smell the same this one is completely different and I was real glad that I grabbed this one. Yeah. So uh, one other thing that we, we, we really need to outline here, uh, something that we try to drive home are products that are made with all natural ingredients, not some, you know, lab grown crap um, that's going to, you know, make your face break out, whatever. Um, just reading the ingredients on the back of this smashed, Sweet almond oil, fresh and coconut oil, Moroccan argan oil, golden jojoba oil, Jamaican black castor oil, avocado oil, beeswax, shea butter, mango butter, essential oils, and fragrance oils. And um, that's, I mean, and, and it's right on, it's it's right on the back of the, the container, um, whether it's a bottle or one of these uh uh, wooden containers that the that the oil or that the uh, that the balm and the beard butter come in. Um, transparency is very important to us here. Um, we don't like to recommend anything that um, is uh, not natural, and we don't like to recommend anything that the you you can't read or pronounce the ingredients. Um, and the ingredients aren't put right there for you to know exactly what's on it. Um, this balm comes in a two ounce container and uh there's a ton of it in there like i don't i don't know how in the world you got it, it seems like there's more in this two ounce container than other two ounce containers that i've ever ever messed with um it is and you don't need a lot of it um it 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 liquefies to such a point when you rubbed it on your hands, whether it's the balm or the butter or what have you, because the, the, the butter that I have, I think that was a four ounce container. Um, regardless, it liquefies to the point that you can get that on your entire beard without having to use a ton. Um, and it's, you can tell that it's there. You can smell it. You can, you can see it, you know, your beard's all glistening and, you know, um, uh, like you would expect with these types of products, a, a lot of beard oils and, and balms and whatever, they make you look like you've been using Jerry curl. They're all shiny. You know? <laughs> and, and this is, this is, you know, no different, um, except that, um, the scents are, my, my thing is uh, most, most oils and balms and, and butters, you're looking for the, the utilitarian aspect. You want it to do the things that you expect it to do. You want it to make your beard soft. You want it to condition your skin, all that. And then the scent is kind of secondary. Um, and, and, and a lot of products out there, they do that. And then the scent does disappear. So that that's fine. You know, as long as it does what it's supposed to do. However, um, I've never had, any of these products where the scent just goes away. Like I said, I've had some of them where they're gone within a couple hours. This, after I took a shower this morning, it reactivated and there it was again. And I can smell it. If I'm doing what Paul's doing right now, I can smell it. And that's even after having smoked two thirds of this cigar, um, I can still smell. And, and if a beard product has the fortitude to stand up to the scent of a cigar and still be there, still be present. That's saying something, um, especially if the scent is 
pleasant because there's some out there that smell terrible. This does not. Um, none of the scents that I have that you have produced smell terrible. They all smell great. Uh, they all hang around. They all stand up. And the utilitarian aspect of it is definitely there. It does exactly what you want it to do. So, um, you know, if I had a hat, I'd take it off. You know what I mean? Um, it's these are these are great. These are great. You're doing a fantastic job. Um, you've definitely found your your niche, your um, your you know your purpose. These are because you know uh, until until a few years ago, until the last probably decade or so, nobody gave a shit about men and their beards and and their their facial health and none of these things. Nobody gave a shit. Um, and that right there, you know, you're, you're doing a good thing. Um, you're, you're helping men to have healthy faces, healthy beards. Um, there's a lot more to it than just growing the hair out of your face and you've tapped into it and, uh, you're, you're doing great things. So, uh, hats off to you and thank you very much. Um, thank you for that. That's uh, man. <clears throat> um, you know, I, when I, started creating just like any other creator I, I wanted to be different and you learn that there's different types of beards uh you coarser thinner uh thirstier some oil soak in better to different beards and it is kind of a wide array of facial types hair types uh fragrances act different uh and they you know for me i don't get i, I would at least like to get about four hours out of a scent you know if i put it on at eight in the morning before i go to work if it's still there by noon, I'm happy. It, it's a pass for me. But like when people say this lasted all day, eight hours, it's like, that's good. I don't even know if that's something you technically would want. You you want it to go away. It's not like, um, and again, they don't throw like a cologne would. They're oil-based. So you, you get a decent throw, but they don't often go very far, which is also good. It's a plus. Um, you don't want them to be overwhelming or overpowering. And I try not, I try not to do, do that with any scent even the even the cookie dough uh but you know i'm i'm honored that the you know the fragrances work the way they do uh but the the products i really just wanted kind of like an every man's product um and a high quality one at that i don't think i think you see a lot of companies use regular caster um i wanted to be different and use something that i thought was a more premium oil um just in the name itself, not the actual, uh, but Jamaican black casters is it, it's almost like a secret weapon. It brings the oil from kind of a light to like a medium and kind of brings it into the realm of those beards that are thicker and are thirstier, the gray beards that need a thicker oil. Um, so it kind of broadens the net a little bit for who the customer base would be. So it, it, and, but yeah, it doesn't make it greasy. I mean, it's, it's really, you don't intend for any of that to happen and then it does and you're just like uh you want to take credit but it's tough that you didn't expect that uh so i i thank you for that well whether you want to take credit or not you should because you created <laughs> this these are these are fantastic um really really glad that we uh that we uh came across these particular products um Again, glad to have you on tonight. Um, I think that uh, you know your um, you know your 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 products are they're fantastic. That's all there is to it. So, um, you know, we're we're looking forward to having you back on at a later time and reviewing your products again um, because there's a lot of scents out there and and uh, there's only so many beer products. So at some point we're going to have to circle back and 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 retackle some of these just because there's a product that we haven't tried or a scent that we haven't tried or something like that. So I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, Jerry, what were you going to say? I was going to say going with that scent, the, on the website right now, um, the smashed and the scorn are still available in one ounce oil. Scorn has butter still available. Um, and then he also has the Christmas or winter holiday scents. Uh, you got the snuggle season, which is probably going to be my next purchase because it sounds amazing. Hot chocolate or hot cocoa, little marshmallows, winter cabin, and amaretto. And then you have the MMXXI or 
2021. Um, 